Camper Profiler Tones and Talks Season 2 Legends Tributes Today we're talking about Mr. Robert Fripp with the season two and the legends tributes from the collection number four created and performed by mr thomas dill he's again honest. big honor thank you and uh, yeah today we are going to talk and um analyze the tone thomas created uh for about Uh, the Robert Fripp performance with David Bowie's Heroes, if I'm correct. Right. Yeah, uh, he was the guitar player in the original recording. And uh, yeah, he created some really uh, very interesting sound where uh, many guitar players uh, searched for what did he do on that recording. Did he use an Ebo? Did he use feedback? Did what did he play? And uh, yeah, some really weird stuff. So we're going into that. And uh, the hardest thing is, so for me, how to recreate that <laughs> because it's uh, quietly impossible. But I, I did an, uh, an yeah, my, my humble attempt to to recreate that sound on on that one. You you heard it already. Yeah, so it sounds like feedback uh, in on the original recording, but uh, of course, um, hmm, to hold that for such a long time and maybe drop in, drop out, whatever, um, we don't know, or do we know? Is there? Uh, we know. We know about. We know. Okay. I know. <laughs> okay, then uh, it's. Uh, I, I will let you know. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, let's let's dive into it. Yes. And uh, some of the song facts here. So, uh, Heroes, the song was composed by David Bowie and Brian Eno, and it uh, was released on the album Heroes in 1977. And they recorded that in Berlin at Hansa Studios, very famous place in Berlin. And the producers uh, were, were David Bowie and the legendary Tony Visconti. And uh, the guitar that Robert Fripp used was a Gibson Les Paul. I think it was a custom black, black Beauty or something like that. Uh, here you see them in front is Brian Eno in the middle, uh, the man with the Les Paul, Robert Fripp, and on the piano, uh, David Bowie, the young David Bowie. and. I think he had uh, the Les Paul modified with three pickups. Another picture. Now Bowie's playing. And uh, the amp he used was, yeah, not confirmed. 
Some people say he played directly into the desk because he had no amp. He flew from uh, New York uh, to Berlin and ha had just his guitar with him. And uh, But I think he used an amp uh, which was in the studio available. And you see the three guys here standing in front of the backside of, I think it's a Marshall SLP 100. What's an SLP? SLP, Super Lead Plexi. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. The, the, yeah, the famous uh, amp from the 60s and 70s. And this is mm -hmm. the SLP 100. Um, Non-master volume, very loud. And I think to uh, create this huge feedback and, yeah, overdriven tone, he used a fuzz or a boost pedal, something in front of the amp, because the amp has not that much gain, but it's, uh, the, the tone sings very, very much. And, but it, these, these things, all but the uh, Les Paul, are not confirmed. This is just what I suggest uh, that he might have used. Hmm. And, um, but something is confirmed, that is the recording. And um, <clears throat> I found that in a really nice video from Tony Visconti, where he explains how uh, they recorded these parts. And uh, Robert Fripp recorded three tracks and he recorded them separately. So uh, when he played the second track or the overdub, he didn't listen to the first track. And then, uh, yeah, Visconti thought, hey, that sounds really great mixing those three tracks together and uh, he played long notes with feedback and to get that feedback and to get the right feedback everybody knows uh, it's really hard and so at soundcheck you have the right feedback tone then you move the guitar a little bit further in in, in the gig uh, you you don't have the feedback tone you're looking like a poor man then so uh, they made markers on the floor for the best position for the different notes, the different tone of feedback. And additional to that, Brian Eno added a synth part while Robert Fripp was recording his guitar part. So something, uh, yeah, uh, they were reacting on, on themselves. And uh, there's a nice uh, quote from, from uh, Tony Visconti who said, you can't buy a pedal like that. It was made by two <laughs> smart people. Oh. And that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, the main problem of this, this sound. Synth part, three guitar parts, feedback. Yeah, how do you cre recreate that? And uh, yeah, you can't recreate that. But uh, Bowie played that song live too. And uh, the first thing uh, you can do to have this singing tone is taking this guy. And that's what uh, Jerry Leonard did. Um, he's the guitar player, one of my favorite guitar players uh, in the Bowie band, I think since 2002 or something like that, in the last uh, uh, last band the, they had and he played this part wait a minute with
So here you get that sound and you get that feedback, but uh, not everybody has an Ebo and not everybody likes to play an Ebo. And uh, it's it's hard when you switch from uh, Ebo playing and then normal playing with a pick or with a finger. You have this Ebo here in your hand and uh, it's different. You can uh, just take a pick uh, and switch to finger picking uh, because the pick is really small, but the Ebo is not not really small. And it's, uh, yeah, not great to, to switch between uh, different playing styles. So... Um, I decided, um, yeah, taking the other way, take what I have in the profiler and beef the sound up to the limit with some effects and uh, some, some other stuff. So here is the sound in the rig manager. Here we are. <clears throat> um, you find that. Legends Tribute Collection in the rig packs. Go down. Here's the one, uh, one, two, three, and Legends Tribute Collection number four is uh, below. And Rob Free, Robert Fripp. Mm -hmm. This is the sound. And um, yeah, I switch everything off. You see, there's there are a lot of effects going on here. Um, I took, I didn't took my favorite Marshall amp. I decided to take a high watt DR504 mm -hmm. from uh, Bert Möllendijk's um, rig pack. It's here. Where is he? This one, high watt crunchy. I took this as the bass sound for, for this tone. And um, yeah, gain is at 3.5, EQ in the middle, definition for a warmer tone at 4.6. Nothing fancy. And then I started with a natural reverb. You hear it? Just without the reverb. And this is a really large reverb. So decay time is at 3.7 seconds, room size at 8, a little bit of pre-delay and the mix level at 55%. So really much on reverb. The idea behind that is I want to have everything uh, going on, which uh, gives me longer tones, longer, more sustain, 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 and again, sustain. Th that's what I need. Uh, the Les Paul humbucker neck pickup is uh, turned up all the way, so maximum volume on the guitar. And then, yeah, very important thing is camper fuss. So I took that one. You hear it already, it uh, goes into the octave tone. It's great on that guitar. And that fuzz gives me really a sustained note. So uh, drive is at 6.1, volume at zero, trans shape 10, trans tone, all the way down. So a really muffled... 
warm tone definition at zero. So really, yeah, woolly warm tone mm -hmm. and mix level at 100% octa at zero. So extreme settings here. And um, Studio EQ, just to give them that, that tone a high cut at 6.1K and a low cut and a little bit of uh, mid, yeah, uh, lower mids, minus 0.4 dB at uh, 1.4K hertz. But this is just uh, smooth uh, cosmetic uh, fine tuning in the frequency range, nothing fancy. Important is the next one. Uh, the first one is the noise gate, because I need that noise gate because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's getting really noisy. And uh, the next thing is important, the compressor. Compressor behind the fuzz to boost the yeah the sustained note so fuzz gives me a longer sustained note and when it's getting lower the compressor starts boosting that tone so uh, additional sustain from this compressor and this is how it sounds like So it's a quite long tone. I've just turned the fuzz and the compressor off. So the Les Paul has a lot of sustain, but uh, you can't get that long note, long distorted note without fuzz and compressor. And um, I tried the compressor in front of the fuzz. I will do that now. Listen to that. For me, the sound at the end of the note is getting a little bit gritty. Mm -hmm. And this is, I don't know why, because the, the, the compressor is in front. When you place that compressor Behind the fuzz, you don't have that one, that sound, that, that gritty sound at the end of the note. So it sounds really smooth at uh, nearly the same level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, next guy to give some longer notes is the two-tap delay. Um, I play it without compressor and uh, fuzz. Mm -hmm. You hear it on the left and the right, and uh, it has feedback at 69%, so much feedback. The mix level at 82%, and uh, yeah, quarter note and eighth note repeat. And a little, yeah, much high cut. Nothing else, a little bit of modulation, a little bit of grit to, to get a more distorted delay tone and no ducking at all. So uh, yeah, the delay is loud at every time or at the same level every time when I'm playing. 
and with the compressor and the fuzz, it sounds like that. So that's enough for for the song to have uh, yeah some some bars of uh, uh, whole notes in 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 sustained same level uh, played. Mm -hmm. um, so this is basically the guitar part of uh, basically enough for the guitar part to play the guitar part. But I added an ionosphere reverb to that just yes a question <laughs> <laughs> yes thomas <laughs> it's, it's most likely a stupid question um yeah uh, because to ask why you did this uh, uh, is i think kind of stupid i just realized that i would have approached this completely differently and okay we had this before mm -hmm. and in the end, I always have to say, well, you always get the more, I don't know, um, fuller, um, more analog, more fitting to the retro idea sound. Uh, I'm, and, I'm the, the analog guy. <laughs> and and uh, well, I would have simply, you know, cranked the, the gain up the wazoo and um, maybe have used a uh, boutique high gain amp where I would have decreased the definition to get also a, a little bit more of a Vulia full mm -hmm. tone and then add a booster or two and maybe even a distortion and then uh, with a gate. But I'm sure, uh, again, the tonal quality <laughs> would be a different one because what was you no what were you going for when you decided to use the fuzz because you know that in the 70s the only possibility was a fuzz yeah yeah i i've when, when i'm doing these legends uh sounds i'm uh first of all i'm thinking about what did the guys use at that time what was available mm -hmm. at that time uh trying to uh recreate the tone as uh yeah original with with profiles amps and effects as possible mm -hmm. so this is the the first way uh where it leads me to the other thing is so so i definitely would not think about using maybe a 5150 amp or something like that because it wasn't available at that time sure, sure. So, uh, <laughs> sure. there, there uh, were coming a lot of comments when when you don't use that stuff oh no it's it wasn't 75 uh, they didn't uh, mm -hmm. use uh, the 65 or 5 amp or something like that or uh, mesa boogie rectifiers maybe uh, you get a similar sound or something like that but uh, this is my attempt uh, at traditional way mm -hmm. and uh, i really like stacking overdrives boosters and uh, amp tones so that means um if you have a high gain sound i divide the the gain levels onto uh, the overdrive the amp and the boost so so that means uh less gain 
everywhere to create the high gain sound. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, with the fuzz, you get a lot of character. Sometimes you you just uh, I did that in. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That always uh, is the difference. That's what I realized, and that's what I meant. That uh, your results always have more whatever depth, more mojo uh, in the end, and not so much uh, of the you know streamlined, mm. designed long thing. But there's more, and while you're playing uh there are also then these nuances um you can hear that make the difference to the you know take a modern amp and just yeah. boost boost yeah. boost you know i I, I really love to play with dynamics love to play with the volume knob so this is something where i go to uh every time hmm. and uh i don't like uh really too much of uh, compressed tone so but <laughs> here here i'm using the the very much compressed tone mm -hmm. but uh in in a way yeah it should support the song or should support the part and that's uh, the the compressed tone is needed but with this yeah let's call it vintage flavor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also interesting uh, because of yeah uh, you learn exactly that thing that uh, uh where the 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 special source comes from um uh, that's that's uh, um that makes yeah such a different for the people in terms of um the tone and the interpretation of the of the guitar player compared to an easy way which is an also much easier to play in mm. a, way, uh, yeah, yeah. a different approach yeah interesting uh thank you <laughs> Yeah, for, for uh, opening this up because it's a different way of thinking. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, go on. This was just, uh, I was yeah. curious. About. <laughs> Great. Okay. So, next one is here we are Ionosphere Reverb. So, this is just my, yeah, let's say, simulation of the synth part. It's uh, a reverb with. Uh, a pitch shifted signal which is pitched an octave higher on both sides and um yeah decay time of 4.4 seconds mix level not really much 19 percent and a little bit of attack time 0.33 seconds and this is how it sounds oh wait a minute Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you hear the angels choir mm -hmm. so uh this is just it's this is uh kill me <laughs> for that one <laughs> it's not the traditional way this is the modern way um this is maybe uh, how they would play it uh, these days um with these octave sounds and uh yeah pumped up a little bit uh, for, for atmospheric sounds. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a keyboard player or uh, anyone who, who wants to play these synth parts, maybe the keyboarder plays just chords on the on the piano. There's this uh, eight note part pattern uh, which, which should be played. So you have something special going on if you want to. Yeah, and that's quite 
about it uh, with this tone and uh, I have something special because uh, people always ask it was my thoughts too so uh, how do I get this feedback tone really uh, you need to watch everybody need to needs to, who is interesting in that sound needs to watch this uh, youtube video of uh, tony visconti where he explains what they did on on that recording it's really fantastic and um yeah i watched that in prepare uh, to prepare for for that uh sound uh, installing and um i thought oh this is really hard to get and uh, feedback uh, is a hard thing when you play in the studio with a profiler at lower level or if you play on stage with in-ears um, yeah getting a feedback tone uh, is really hard uh, last time I uh, went to a, a producer playing some parts in the studio and he said hey I need some feedback tone sitting in uh here in in the control room and I, I just said hey you need to turn the speakers up <laughs> i i can't get uh, uh feedback without volume but i thought shit i should have brought this guy with me i don't know if you yes, know this one this is uh it's from uh, a german company vibes where looks like a um you know um a gooseneck thing gooseneck? Uh, yeah uh, so this because here. this yeah it's what's what's the black thing on on the top because yeah. uh, can, so you can see that you see that oh i see the light okay <laughs> okay this is something yeah quite similar to an ebo Mm -hmm. And uh, the problem that I mentioned before, you have the Ebo in your hand and it's hard to play. And uh, it's uh, everybody who, who knows to play with an Ebo, uh, uh, who's used to play with an Ebo knows it's hard to get uh, the incoming tone and uh, it doesn't really switch from plate note to feedback to these overtones. And this guy is really great. So you connect the guitar into this, uh, yeah, pedal on the mic stand. I have it uh, mounted mm -hmm. on the mic stand. Mm -hmm. uh, have a volume control. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> Different here. <laughs> volume control, uh, guitar input, guitar output to the profiler. Mm -hmm. So the thing is on. And uh, when I want to have feedback, I try. Yeah, you see? Yeah. With the blue lights here, yeah, 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 yeah. and um, yeah, I'm trying to have that feedback. Compressor and the ionosphere reverb. do and uh, uh do you need to 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 point it 
Yeah. On yeah, you Mac to, or you, you uh, see, uh, when I would have thought you 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 pointed more to the to the pickup area. No, you need to point it on the string. Okay. On the string where you play, uh -huh. and you need to go really close to it. You see, the point is yeah. getting mm -hmm. smaller. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you focus the string, so uh, now the, the B string, wait a minute. Mm So it's really helpful to have that in the studio. What you, does it do? How does it work? It's um, some, uh, they have it on, on their, their website uh, whereby they just a little bit tell about the, the, the yeah. way they produce. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, they, they've, um, yes, set the string in vibration with a magnetic basic, field okay is it basically the same idea they use for these sustainers where uh maybe how, how? sustainer pickups and uh the ebo mm -hmm. stuff you know you have also the 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 blue light but it's it's not the blue light mm -hmm. uh, but you you have to focus the string mm -hmm. for, mm -hmm. uh, for getting this feedback uh-huh that's Maybe a fast switching magnetic thing. I had once uh, after <laughs> you get crazy ideas after you meet uh, um, uh, amazing people. I visited once Thomas Nordek uh, at his place in uh, in L.A. and uh, he had he has this. There's a video. No, there are two videos out there. Um, he has this amazing pedal board system, and also uh, he uh, modifies with the help of. Mr. Spalt in um, Vienna, mm -hmm. uh, the Steve Vai guitars, and uh, he has always uh, a wireless built in to the guitars, a kill switch and a sustainer he had. Mm. And after that, I was trying that, uh, I was convinced I need a sustainer as well and uh, had to uh, try to, to build one in. Uh, this was a, a big disaster and cut two big holes into my... Uh, Oh, oh, into oh. the white, white Ivaness, the, uh, the white beauty one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the backside is pretty, uh, like the moon, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of craters. Um, and this worked so so and you have to satisfy the complete uh, neck pickup uh, for it. Hmm. And um, when it was on, it had this annoying uh, searing disturbing sound which blew into the other pickup so uh, mm. it was not so easy so this sounds okay you can get close yeah, to and, it, and, uh, you get with, with that one, way. Mm -hmm. you, you get a real you need to practice with that yeah sure uh you get a let's say um normal feedback tone so so you have the plate note and then it it switches over very smooth into the feedback tone mm -hmm. and this is something you can't do with a uh, with a ebo mm -hmm. 
So this is a great tool, and it's not not really much expensive. I think it's about two hundred euros or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, They're pretty interesting, and uh, yeah, so still a myth how they did it uh, at that studio. I mean, okay, if you crank up the amp really loud and you are at the positions yeah, yeah. marked on the floor, uh, I can imagine. Yeah, those were the days where. They really had to become pretty creative to. Uh, yeah. They, they to worked hard. Yeah, worked hard for their tones. <laughs> yeah, and doing stuff that was never done before. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to realize that for us to uh, go back and and listen. Okay, they created this tone on this record. Uh, uh, we go back and have all the information, all the tools from today. But they had not the tools, and uh, they had no blueprint for what they. No might have been going for because it had to completely come out of uh, you know the creative mind yeah. pretty interesting and uh, yeah uh, awesome awesome concept and uh, the good thing is try this at home because yes. you have now the possibility to do so check out the full uh, legends tribute collection video number four because uh, you're doing um the demo there basically mm. and uh yeah get the rig pack and uh try how it works with uh, your guitars and do not forget to get all the other legend tribute collections as well because also there's uh, interesting stuff on there and i think uh if we've covered so far everything uh let's re wrap it up for today thanks a lot thomas again as welcome and uh see you at the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.